the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. There is one thing that it seems like the whole New York media pays attention to this time of year, which I have to tell you. I could not care less about, and I realize there's a lot of things that I don't care about, but I understand why other people enjoy them. This is one of those things I can't understand why really anyone cares, and that is the Met Gala. I'm trying to read the news uh, a minute or two ago to prepare for the show, make sure there are no big local news stories that I missed and failed to bring to your attention, and every single newspaper has article after article about the Met Gala, what Kim Kardashian was wearing, what Giselle Bündchen was wearing, which stars choose to skip the Met Gala, who's pregnant at the Met Gala. And all I'm thinking is, who cares? If you're not familiar with the Met Gala or the Met Ball, it's basically a fundraising gala held for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute here in New York City. And it's fine if people want to go. Costs a fortune to get there. I think tables go for three hundred grand, and it's $50,000 for an individual ticket. And my colleague Dominic Carter and I were talking about this before the show. He basically was saying, oh, yeah, everyone says they don't want to go, they don't want to go, and then when they get a ticket, they try to go. Let me tell you this. If you gave me a ticket for free, I don't care that it costs $50,000. I have no interest in going to this thing at all. I'd rather stay home and take a nap. I know it's tough to get in. I know it's uh, filled with celebrities. I know it's expensive. I just can't imagine caring about this. But maybe that's one of the many things that makes me an odd duck. If it's your thing, if you enjoy it, you're going to have to explain it to me because I just don't get it. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, there's a lot of bad news in the recently agreed upon New York state budget, namely for New York businesses. Not only are they going to have to deal with higher labor costs because of an uptick in the minimum wage, which I actually think we could use in New York City, but they're going to have to deal with increased taxes. So if you thought it was already expensive to do business in New York City, if you have a business here, it's about to get more expensive because there's going to be a tax increase to subsidize the MTA. Now, one of the things the New York state legislators and the governor did manage to find the money for is it looks like there are going to be five free bus routes under this proposed state budget. This is a pilot program for fare-free buses, something that other cities have adopted. And I am very curious to see how it works out. I am skeptical because I've followed the writings of what Nicole Gelinas and others who've said they don't think this is practical to work out, but each borough as it stands now will get one free bus route. And I guess they're going to analyze the data from this, see how it affects 
ridership, see how it affects all sorts of things. And if it goes well, then you can bet the very same people that were pushing for this pilot program to begin with and have done the same in other cities like uh, Kansas City, I believe Boston, Washington, D.C. They're going to try to push for fare free buses all over the city. Now, I don't like paying the fare, and I'm looking forward to not having to pay the fare for one of these fare free buses. I hope it's a bus that I frequently take. I just do question the wisdom of raising taxes when it's already super expensive to do business in New York in order to make a bus free for some people. I wonder if we could have avoided the tax increases if we held off on the fare free buses for the moment. But I am hoping this works. I'm going to approach it with an open mind. We'll look at the data and I'll look. Hopefully you'll join me in enjoying those fare free buses so at least we get other people's money's worth. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. What is going on in Patterson, New Jersey? Man, oh, Manischewitz. Last week, they had the longest city council meeting I've ever heard of. They started with a prayer before sunset on Tuesday and ended in exhaustion as sunrise approached on Wednesday. All told, the meeting lasted 9 hours, 13 minutes, and 40 seconds. That's how long the Patterson City Council took to get through its meeting that included 22 ordinances, 34 resolutions, numerous prolonged speeches, and countless personal attacks. This is a governing body notorious for meetings that routinely drag on for many hours. And this marathon last week stretched from 7 p.m. on Tuesday until after 4 a.m. on Wednesday. And it has set new standards for endurance and verbosity. No other council meeting in Patterson in the past 12 years had gone on for so long. The Patterson Press asked council members if the length of the meeting was a sign of robust democracy or utter dysfunction. And I actually agree with what the councilman Michael Jackson said. He said, could be a combination of both, but I would affirm it related to the public's increased engagement. There were over 40 speakers, all who were very passionate and pertinent. For the record, the public comment portion of the meeting took about three hours. The council and administration officials accounted for the other six hours of meeting time. In fact, after the public's comments, the council members spent about 90 minutes talking about what the residents had to say. Other members of the council blamed Jackson and Mims for prolonging the meeting, accusing them of engaging in off-topic diatribes. I think that's fair. If you're going to participate in a meeting, any kind of a meeting, it's so important to be respectful of other people's time and to stick with the items on the agenda. That being said, if 40, 50, 60, 70 members of the public want to testify, I think that's great. And I think that portion of the meeting should go on for as long as it takes. So I actually agree that it's both a total mess and a sign that people actually care about local civic affairs. But if I were on the city council there, I would not be looking forward to breaking that record. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. There is a very interesting bill in the city council right now, which would have New York City do the same thing that several European countries do. A new bill 
introduced by the New York City Council last Thursday would make wealthier people pay more for fines such as parking tickets or illegal dumping. The current going rate for a parking ticket in New York is $115. So currently, whether you're making $40,000, $100,000, or a million dollars, you're paying that same $115 fine. Now, you can afford it much more easily if you're making a million dollars than if you're making $40,000, but this new bill would change that. It's introduced by City Councilman Justin Brannan, Democrat of Brooklyn, and he said, look, we're trying to say if it's pinching the little guy, then it's got to pinch the big guy, too. And right now it's not. So he's proposing this as a pilot program to scale civil fines based on a person's income. And a billionaire would have to pay more for a parking ticket than a public school teacher. There are other countries that do this, and I think it does work pretty well in some other places. And I understand the conceit of it, because, look, if you're making a million dollars a year and you get a $115 fine, it doesn't affect you. If you're making forty grand a year and you get a $115 fine, that takes a big bite out of your weekly or monthly income. However, I'm not sure this is the solution. And my fear is that this is just another money grab by the city. And I'm not saying Justin Brannan is doing it for that reason, but I'm afraid that that's what it would become. I understand the need to make sure fines are applied more equitably to people, but I'm not sure if making fines income-based is the solution. Because if we do that, don't we have to do the same thing for tolls? And if we're not going to do the same thing for tolls, how do we justify that? How do we justify taking $10 from the guy that's making forty grand and taking that same $10 from the guy that's making a million dollars? And I think it leads down to a slippery slope. Are we going to, if people commit crimes, are we going to give harsher sentences to people that are wealthier? I don't know. I, I am interested to see where this goes. And it's only a pilot program, so maybe we can see how it works out. But I'm reluctant to embrace it at this juncture. Beam me up! To be continued. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.